BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Today we are talking about the mechanics that we absolutely need in the next mainline Elder Scrolls game. And I'm your host, Tom of Robots. Here's Lotus of Doom next to me right here. And you probably noticed there's a bunch of other people on the screen. If you're watching on the video version on our YouTube channel, you can check that out or joining us live on Twitch. Welcome, everybody. Lotus, how you doing, buddy? How's things? I'm I'm doing very well. Um I've, I've been playing well with whatever free time I have, which is not as much as I would like. Uh, so much Necrom, so much Necrom. So and much now Necrom. there's an event. So like, I really need to like not do responsible things with my life so I can just play video games all the time. I'm sure that'll but, last but, a long time. Yeah, no, I can't see any negative effects coming about nope. as a result of that. Nope. Yeah, I've been enjoying playing my uh, Arcanist and shooting a bunch of my green Doritos at everybody. Excellent. And Plus, laser beams. There's still, I was going to say, there's also still the fun of Diablo, so it's really, it's a mess. Yeah, there's too many good games coming out currently, and we're only a few months away from Starfield, and that's just going to be, right. I mean, that's going to be a whole other commitment. So, yes, ah. awesome stuff. But we have to welcome our patrons, because we're here to talk about Elder Scrolls 16? Was that Elder Scrolls 12? 16 we 16? found out from the FTC earlier? Coming out in three years? I don't know yep. what the FTC is doing. Um, my money is on Elder Scrolls maybe six, not 16 being mm. the real thing, maybe? I don't know about that. Maybe in the next five 16 years? is a much bigger number. That means it's more important. I mean, it's probably it better. True. It's probably better. So, all right. So, we're going to be discussing what we think are some of the mechanics that absolutely should be in the next Elder Scrolls game. And to do that, we have a bunch of patrons. We have some really awesome people here joining me and Lotus. And I'm going to go through and name all of your names. And then, at the same time, 
We're going to count to three. You're going to unmute yourself, and you're going to make the sound of your favorite dinosaur. Here we go. Ombre Mortem, Jumaroff, Rob the Princess, A.K. Spartan, Fulcrum, who used to be T-Rex and inspired this, uh, Falcon with a box on, and Dill Pickle. Welcome to the show. Ready? Here we go. Get ready. Get ready to unmute. Three, two, one. Wow. <laughs> what kind of dinosaur says wow? Somebody said wow. No, I heard wahoo, which wow. I assumed was Charles Martinet, who was somebody just being Parthenax, who <laughs> thought it was not a dragon, but instead a dinosaur. Oh, it wasn't a Yoshi? Maybe it was a Yoshi dragon? It was, it was Mario themed, for sure. <laughs> Definitely Mario themed. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yoshi, by the way, I'm pretty sure if you listen to what he actually says in any of the more recent games with Yoshi in it, he says... Please help me. He says, bum... I'm pretty sure he says bum. Perfect. I think that's what he's Anyway, welcome everybody. All right, we're going to go through I've got I've got a list of things that we absolutely want and maybe want in the next Elder Scrolls game. These are different mechanics. We're going to go through some of the things I've listed out early on. Feel free to chime in with your thoughts about these. And then on the second half of the show, we're going to open it up. Anything that didn't get discussed on the first half, feel free to add in because maybe you have some even better ideas than the ones I've cooked up. Let's start with... Something that a lot of people have already modded into the games like Skyrim. Uh, expanded magic. Do you see this as, uh, first of all, on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being absolutely needs to be in it, and 1 being, eh, no, we don't really need it in there. Where, how do you feel about this, and what kinds of things would you like to see when it comes to expanding magic? Who would like to chime in? Anybody? I have a question. Rob? Yes. How do we expand? We don't have a reference point yet. Like expanded well, magic expanded, is more magic than what it was there. Expanded magic in a new way that's different from Skyrim. I, so, I have some ideas. Yeah. So, Jim Ruff, do you have some ideas on that? Um, new tools, you know, tools like they've taken away, like levitation and stuff like that. That's one way to go about it. Mm -hmm. But I would think expanding magic would be um, things like uh, fire burning down grass and trees more or expanding on oh more. like things that catch or other like, things on fire like some games will do yeah, this yeah i love that yeah, or ice to yeah. slick the ground and enemies slip on it like i expanding magic in that way i think would be pretty cool environmental okay, that's awesome idea and i love that <laughs> why can i not walk on water with ice yeah yeah, 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 like that. yeah. Stuff yeah. Just something crazy like yeah that's great right or if i don't want to swim i just hit the lake with so much fire i evaporate the entire thing over <laughs> of course there you go fish everywhere perfect yeah, or if you want to slide crazy. down if you want to slide down the side of the mountain you just cast a ice spell on your own butt and then you've got like <laughs> no, a, think a about sled that, on your butt and you just go like like in uh, Breath of the Wild, when you're like sliding on your shield and stuff, if mm -hmm. like there was an ice traversal move, just to be cool, yeah, like you could you could run down on your horse, or you could just like surf down Frozone style. That'd be great. Yeah, I already love this idea. You I'm could also have <laughs> you could have like environmental effects where if you uh, like turn an NPC into a zombie, their children will scream, "Daddy!" Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, just right. things like to add to the environment and the effects of your magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it'll do. Yeah. Okay. Everyone got real awkward. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel zombie childhood horror. It's very immersive, though, Rob. I do like it. Yeah. yeah. I like the immersive aspect of it. Okay. So, expanded magic effects, like real world 
context, like actual fire in working on physical objects yeah, in real ways. You literally expanded the ice. magic as opposed to expanding the fields into, like you had mentioned, levitation, which was where my thought went. It was like, okay, yeah, bring back things that used to be. Yeah, you know, maybe right. not mark and recall because that was weird. But oh, come like, on, let us have it. Uh, yeah, throw it in the pile. <laughs> Just you know, break the game. We're playing. It's cool. It. Okay, yeah, what about like what about magic crafting? Because that would be the yeah, other way you can expand yes. magic. Like, what can yes. can we do magic crafting? Because we can craft potions, and the potions can do crazy stuff in like Skyrim, and especially in the older games. Um, what about crafting your own magic spells? What if you want to cast a fireball, but you want to maybe you want to grind some really rare resources that you can use to power that fireball up, and now it's a hundred times bigger. It's like, Ooh, like, like an alchemical yeah. ingredient that helps your magic sure. pop off. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Or like yeah. the runes, but like when you do enchanting in ESO, like runes yeah. that like enhance yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have runes that enhance it or maybe um, like one of uh, these games are highly influenced by Dungeons and Dragons. One of the things you have to do when you're a wizard in Dungeons and Dragons, is you need the components in order to cast the spell. Right. So I'm not saying you lock off the ability to cast like fireballs because, oh, you didn't have a, you know, a red leaf and a toad's tongue or something. But what if you could get something Actually, bat guano that? Yeah. What if what if by going and getting the magic bat guano now you could double the size of your fireballs? <laughs> I'm not joking. No, by the way, that is the legitimate <laughs> ingredient for fireball and D&D. I, I think onto that back to the D and D roots, it would be cool to have like uh, the sorcerer class has meta magic where you can mold your magic and it's slightly different than everyone else's. So your fireball is, uh, you know, uh, it, it shoots out way further or it shoots out much larger of a blast because you've shaped it to be this different magical effect right. or right. yours burst into uh, electrical field instead of fire because you. Mm -hmm made it that that way what if you could shape the way the fireball looks too right like not just the size like what if you had made every fireball look like nazim's face those are called mods. no <laughs> those are called mods. no we no. don't want that <laughs> that would be really weird <laughs> just... or just like a butterfly like my fireball is shaped like a butterfly what's your shape like or uh, in in a, in a game mechanic kind of way, um, instead of dual wielding magic or still casting magic and having a sword, you had a tome or a ruin or an mm. orb or an item, and that was the modifier, right? Oh, like, like if you the had Arcanist? this orb, yeah, yeah, where they yeah, have for, the little book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something yeah, like well, depending that, on that, what um, item you use to focus your spells will affect how it shapes. Yeah. yeah. You double down on being a mage, but you don't carry a, a weapon. Or, or honestly, if the staffs did anything in, in the game, <laughs> staffs were right. useful. That'd right. be nice. Well, imagine imagine different staffs with different items at like the top of the staff, like different gems, right. which could then harness right. your spells in different ways. That would be really cool. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So okay. So if what was that, Falcon? Falcon. Expanded could even do stuff outside of gems. I mean, it's all magic and fake. So dark magic, do like human flesh or something crazy. Um, can you use like a tap root or something to be a more like nature? Yeah. Or if you go like way into the whole necromancer thing, maybe instead of holding an orb or a staff, you're just holding like 
some dead guy's head. Ball like a bowling ball. Like it's a lich's head. You're just holding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like a shrunken head or maybe um, a mage's hand. Yeah. Like a like yeah. you're literally using like the skeleton hand of an. Well, I like mage. that you could uh, kind of get weird, like kind of what I think Falcon's implying with with like some of the stuff that when we had talked about <clears throat> some of the s- schools of magic that have kind of shifted off into either mixed together or they kind of just don't talk about them a super lot in the series um if they want to get strange they could go into like shadow magic which is super a thing in the series and they barely ever talk about you could do some weird stuff with that and probably get some pretty cool effects from something like that too because the only game that's really screwed too much with that was shadow key which all of nine of us played so like it'd be kind of interesting to show that to more of people that are interested in the series the, the night blade class that's implemented in most of the elder scrolls games also canonically uses shadow magic. yeah it's, it's always got those little like hints of it when they do like their duplicate versions so, of themselves like eso actually does it a couple times where you can have the shadow version of yourself and you can port to yourself type of thing yeah. i think that's yeah. supposed to be a version of shadow magic so there's always like yeah that little nod toward it it'd be so kind of cool, like a single pretty player big in all of the games because yeah so it'd arena, be cool if Daggerfall. they like really let you go with that in one of the one of the games just like run amok with yeah, it like really embrace it as like a major yeah. thing rather than just kind of a side thing that shows up yeah yeah oh so okay so let's we got to move on with some other ideas what do you guys think about expanded magic one to ten everybody hold up some fingers or just shout it out what do you think one to ten seeing like an oh, eight yeah, that, that, nine like more more magic ten yes say about a seven seven all right so these are pretty high hard time with this pretty three. high did you say three did falcon say three that's one of his hot takes did somebody say three i heard a three (laughs) there's the hot take (laughs) that's fine but in general okay you guys are on like the higher end of the scale all right let's move on to the next one uh so you can build settlements and things in fallout and we're gonna have like a outpost system in starfield what do you guys think about a settlement system in elder scrolls i think we already almost had it in skyrim with those uh the the hearth uh whatever that yeah. Hard, hard, hard yeah. it was like the really yeah. early implementation we so close of like well, hey let's let's build a house here you go okay well yeah so i i'm i love this idea but sort of differently the, the homestead expansion is is kind of just like hey here's your house right for anybody that played the elder scrolls uh blades where you have to build mm. up your town. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, Fallout 4 has like the settlement feature as opposed to just your house. You literally build a settlement and then like you get benefits from that. I know overused, a lot of people were kind of like, oh my God, like somebody smother Preston Garvey. I don't care about <laughs> sure. the settlement. Stop sure, sure. teaching me how to do stuff. Okay, but Which here, I get, w- but let's... like I love the idea of building this stuff up. I thought the Blades implementation was very cool, but because it was restricted to a phone it was limited i would like it if they did more with that like right. that could be kind of cool so Building what i'm up with a purpose what i'm envisioning yeah. here is less of a preston garvey saying well you gotta go help that settlement now and more of a like you can you can build you can set people in certain locations you can go yeah, here's you your go, home you can base. go to another location you can build at that other location maybe you want to build some buy some land in a certain city build up some more things there but then interconnect all of those locations with like trade and merchants and travel and really kind of really in depth yeah like like take it up just one more notch from what we're getting in something like starfield or or fallout 4 and so instead of having somebody go oh you got to go help that other settlement you you just basically are are just building and, and 
creating things as you go. And it's less about like certain places getting invaded and need to protect them and more about just the construction and the possibilities. Yeah, of maybe not stuff. make it forcibly in the quest line and have it right. be like an, and that was the thing. I think they were so excited about what, what they did with it with four that they kind of like were so excited to show it to you. A lot of people are like, OK, yeah, I get it. Leave me alone. Right. But right. each of the games uh, kind of jumps off what was started in the previous game like homestead was one thing and then the settlements were way more extreme than that but like yeah. prior to that there's like different versions from game to game you see a little snippet of like oh here's a system we implemented and then the next game usually expands upon it right so it'd be kind of neat that it you know we haven't seen starfield yet but like we might see some of the precursors to this if there's more you can build but i i like the idea of settlement building when it's not the purpose of the game but a feature of a game right I, I think we all probably agree that it needs to be an enjoyable feature without getting too much in the way of doing quests and other things that you want to do yeah i, I don't think... like the minutia of like setting up trade and all that that sounds too convoluted for me but like i'm not gonna yuck someone's yum so if that's what people want then fine just don't make it a like big aspect of the game but i did like in um the hearthfire dlc plus with mods that i've added you can get like your house you can get like a stable a mill a guard tower set up mm -hmm. and you can get a bard you can get uh, all these other things and most of those were with mods added to it that made it more interesting but something like that would be really fun i think just i i don't care to get it too convoluted beyond that <clears throat> i don't think it would be kind of cool sorry oh. lots of people talking Fal falcon you go real quick so uh, yeah I don't know if I think it makes sense, at least the way it exists in Fallout. I don't know if it makes sense to exist in Elder Scrolls. Okay. Um, because Elder Scrolls, it, you, uh, at least how I've played it and how it feels to me is a more like independent thing. Like you're, like you're a person in the world, but you're separate from it. And Fallout, you feel more like you are working with the people of the world if that makes sense yeah well i i could totally see the whole like you're the dragonborn so simply by definition you're yeah. separated from somebody else rather than you're a guy who survived in a vault <laughs> yeah you gotta go we're luck. not reworking to rebuild the world in the elder yeah. scrolls series so we're not rebuilding the world in that yeah that makes sense i could see that well, okay so t-rex what were you saying i was gonna say i think it would like if we were to have this like um, mechanic in the game in the next game, I think it would be kind of cool. Like, you know how in star, well, from what we see in the trailer in Starfield, um, your followers can like be the crew of your ship. Right. Yeah. It would be cool if like you could get followers and then like bring them to your little settlement and then they're like, the barkeeper dude or the right. general store lady they've got jobs you know? yeah 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 come yeah, to my like, commune and join my cult right okay yeah, so here let's expand yes. this idea one step further based on like lotus was saying usually there's progression from one game to the next even when it's in a different series you've got spaceships in starfield what if we have the iliac bay in Elder Scrolls Six, and you have ships, and you can make your own ships and crew them, and either use them yourself to transport yourself across the bay, or just send them out there to go do whatever it is they're going to go do. What do you think about that? There might be ship to ship combat. Ship to ship combat, Andre. <laughs> there yeah. Be. Yeah. Jumaroff, you, you were you were going to talk. I think you're still muted though. You got to unmute yourself so we can hear you. We can't. We can't yeah. hear you. Unmute. Unmute. 
Maybe unmute. if you stay muted, unmute. it'll. All right, all right. There you go. I'm here. Okay. Me. <laughs> what were you saying? Um, I just want to throw uh, one thing out about the settlements. Sure. Uh, the next Elder Scrolls game is probably going to be the last one we play before we all perish. <laughs> Oh, God. 30 years You're probably not wrong. yeah right um and so we're gonna live in that world forever i think Jesus. it'd be sorely lacking if we don't get to leave our footprint if we don't get to design a settlement that we take care of defend from raiders build outposts and stuff and you don't have to do it but if it's an element of the gameplay um to foster a town and build out um i think that i think it'd be really important but i think it can't just be busy work. It'd have to be beneficial. And, you know, maybe you start an apothecary and you pick someone to be the alchemist or you find someone and they're like, I'll be your alchemist, whatever. But farming and growing crops and stuff like that to benefit yourself. So you don't maybe have to go to a dungeon or go kill a mammoth, mm -hmm. but you have a mammoth herd that you regularly get your resources from. I think if there was utility behind it, I think it would be much more fun and not just a burden. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I would imagine yeah. that there would be different ways to make money, uh, get the materials you needed in order to craft things or grow crops in order to make potions or yeah, all of that stuff. Absolutely. I think that totally makes sense. So you mentioned mammoths. I'm going to move this on to the next topic because we could probably have a three yeah. hour conversation. About also, all of these. thank you for making that super existential and morbid. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, what about other animals you can ride other than horses? What if you had a mammoth farm and you trained them from birth to like be rideable? And so now you're riding mammoths around. I have a question. Sure. Would they all function identically? Or would there be... It would animate just like a horse. It'd be super weird. <laughs> well, I mean, Zoth does it. Yeah, um, say, look at ESO. <laughs> like if on a mammoth, you're slower, but you don't get knocked down as easy. Yeah, maybe right? a mammoth you, you could just... use to charge your enemy and like knock right. them over and then you could fight from right. it with like with a bow or something. Whereas yes. a horse like, is more right. agile, but is also easier to take down, right? Or what if, I mean, I don't know that there'll be dragons, but there could be other large creatures that maybe you can train and ride on. That's dynamic gameplay. I think that'd be great. What else do you think? T-Rex, interesting. Okay. I wonder if there'd be a farm with your mom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if your mom's a farmer. <laughs> oh my. Is your mom a farmer? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I'm just going to oh pretend my. that I didn't get the joke. Your mom, your mom's yeah. a farmer, then sure, she yeah. can farm. <laughs> that I, I didn't what have if, anything speaking, to say, Speaking so. of, okay, so typically the, the, the jump forward would be your mom's on the farm, she's a farm animal, haha, your mom's a cow. So if we if we follow that logic. Well, I was talking about like things you could ride. That's not right, oh, you could also ride your mom. But could you ride a cow? <laughs> uh, let me ask your mom. I feel like oh, oh, I feel like <laughs> yes. the degree that Rob had literally nothing to input has actually spiraled into us trying to make this into a logical situation. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Okay, so any other thoughts on rideable animals or riding your mom or your mom being a cow? <laughs> no, nothing else. Easy. All right. All right. So, um, okay, let's let's do a quick rating. Let's go back. Settlement system out of 10. How how much do you want that to be in the next game? I'm getting left seeing some 8s, some 10s. 8s, 10, 8, 10, 5? 
Rob, you're only five, or you have two hands that I can't I, see the other one. No, I just don't really care about it. That's that fine. Much. That's fine. fine. I just didn't know if I couldn't see one hand. That's no, all. Yeah. I was just, it's fine. I was just not sure. Can I have Rob's other five? <laughs> you can add Rob's five to <laughs> oh, your yeah. ten. How old are fifteen? Yeah, fifteen in chat. Fire. <laughs> okay, so that one that one's in that in that range. Uh, what about pilotable boats, craftable boats, things like that? Where are we at? One to one to ten. Four? I think other games have done it pretty well. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why yeah. Not? Okay. Say like a but I give that one five a, or six. Be Eleven. Okay. All right. Eleven. Oh, Falcon really likes it. I'm seeing some middle scores, and some of you are way higher. Some of you are like four. Okay. Now, what about other rideable animals? Mm, say, I see an eight, um, a seven, an eight. I'd say about eight, yeah. Six. I, okay. I guess I don't know how to like do no fingers because then it just doesn't look like I'm raising my hand. I mean, you can just I've, do a zero. I, I, yeah, just, that's why. I, was, I, just, go zero I just want them to be better than they well, were That's the thing. I never use mounts in <laughs> right. like any of the games. Oh, God. <laughs> Skyrim is a completely different experience if you don't fast travel and you use a horse to get around. Oh, no, you can scale mounts. That's yeah. All yeah. It, it's a great experience. I don't fast travel in Skyrim, but <laughs> I walk. You just walk? Control. You don't ride yes. a horse? Yeah. Yes. What are you even doing? <laughs> I don't know. I have like 3,000 hours in that game and I've never used a mod. You gotta use a horse. I wish the horse system in Skyrim was more like it is in ESO. Then I would use the the mount system in Meaning like, the game. Specifically, you summon the horse. Like, specifically, you, can you summon it. The speed you can summon it whenever you oh, want. Like, like you can dismiss it. Right. Like I don't want it to just right. always be there. I and gotta then, say, even when I had art, don't have to manage it. I want it to be faster. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my biggest issue. Okay. It's so okay. slow. I kind of like the fact that, like, if you just have a normal horse, it can it can like die, or you can lose it. You get off it for combat, and you're like, crap, where'd my horse go? Like, I recently I that, found out. I mean, um, this should be a toggle uh, thing. Mm. When playing through Daggerfall, if you're not careful while riding a horse in town, you can crush civilians and then the guards try to kill you because that you're sounds, a murderer. That sounds awesome. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so we're, we're moving on from the animals. I of it, but let's, it's just tedious. Yeah, I, I get it. Okay, let's move on to the next one. All right. Larger population towns. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That, that's Final, a given. If, if we don't get that, I'm Final. not going to buy the game. Actually, like, 10 billion percent, yes. Yes, why yeah, do we have like hard to argue 20 person? It's, it's not a request, it's a requirement. Okay, so we, well, but we, we, have, to, we have to be careful. NPCs or random, just like generic, we have randomly AI. generated ones. We're going to have we AI. Have, well, here's, we, okay, we here's, here's the, the main issue I, I, the main potential issue I see with this. I think this is uh, like you're, you're all agreeing. Absolutely, we want more realistic, bigger towns. How big, though? Because... If if you go into Whiterun and it takes you 15 minutes to figure out how to get through the town up to the to the throne room, then you're going to be like, oh, dear God, this game takes forever. Right. Like for some people, they're going to be like, that's amazing. That's so that's so I don't know. That's really drawn me into the world. It feels so real. But for a lot of people, they're going to be like, I never go into towns. It takes me forever to get anywhere. Like I what's that, what's the what's the sweet spot for the scale of this? I guess fifty-five percent of Daggerfall's towns <laughs> make the sweet make spot. exploration interesting yeah, and say, it's like, not it an issue. Well, 
here's the thing. Then you can have like back alleys of all the cities and like all that cool, like, you know, like the huge hospitality of the city. Right. <laughs> Sorry, so just some spicy. I think what this ends up doing then is instead of getting a large swath of land with a few different cities in it, we end up with maybe a city being a main focus and then some other more rural areas but you like it, the city becomes like if you look at the scale of Skyrim, like the actual map size is only like four miles across or something. Right. Like it's not right. actually that big. So any major city will fit within four miles. So if two miles of that Skyrim map is city, then there's two miles of it that's not. Or you need a really big map with really big cities. You get what I'm saying? Like the scale is definitely something that has to be considered. Yeah. And this goes into, I think someone uh, mentioned that they might be bringing this up later. So sorry that I'm still in the limelight a little bit. But if you make exploration more interesting, it doesn't matter how far you have to travel through the city to get to your objective. Right. Because if you have games like Spider-Man, Grand Theft Auto, Assassin's Creed, uh, all of these games that have huge places to explore... But it's it's fine because exploring is part of the game. That's but the would you experience. be okay with half the map being city? No, I don't think so. I don't think it needs to be. I think you just have really big cities, and you have even bigger, like vast, like woodland areas to explore as well. So you can have big things of both. Right. So we want the, more of everything. So if we follow if we follow that logic, then that means that it's a bigger game that takes longer to produce. And now it's absolutely the last Elder Scrolls game any of us will be playing, like Jumarov says, because it well, takes ten years to make because everything's I mean, so big. I, they said yeah i was gonna say i feel like 10 years is a real pipe dream at this point look they said 2026 i don't want it to be 2026 if we get elder Scrolls 6 at 2026 it's gonna suck there's it, zero it may chance not. we're getting elder scrolls it, in 2026 well it may not <laughs> look at look at bgs in the past like the distance between oblivion and fallout 3 and then skyrim like those games all came out within a few years of each other Right, but for can I have if, a cynical? If there, well, here let me let me finish the thought. So if Got and then and then you can go. Uh, so if that's the case, and they have a team that's increased in size for Starfield, and they don't need to make any major uh, technology jumps to the engine because Starfield's been refined and polished, then they very well could, with a very large team that's rolling right into Elder Scrolls, pump out a game in three years. I think that that is not likely. But it seems like it could be possible if all of those things actually fall into place. Because they've done it before. One year selling my PC. <laughs> all right. So who else had something to say? Somebody else wanted to talk. Jumaraf did. Was it Jumaraf? Uh, Go for it. I, I think a cynical take on why it's taken so long for them to make the game. I mean, I, definitely it. it's a big game, a big undertaking. And if they released it... <clears throat> three years after Starfield, I think we'd feel that. I think we, we would feel the shallowness in the game where if we get six years of them developing, it'll be substantially better. But my cynical take is they want to monetize it in the new modern ways. Um, I think they, I think Bethesda is looking for the market to develop for them to find an opportunity to sell us DLC and the audience being more ready and willing to participate in that and i think a lot of that is just waiting and developing the tools to uh sell us skyrim 6 and all its little in-store microtransactions that's my cynical take on why so it's I taking so long i don't really hope there are none of those well here yeah, let, let's, i mean unfortunately i think 
that that's actually probably somewhat correct. Um, but it's it's also the reason why it's taking so long is because they've been 100 percent focused on Starfield for eight years right. now. They haven't it's, actually really begun development of of Elder Scrolls six beyond just like mapping out concepts for the storyline about the trailer and and what? early stuff. Like, yes, that screensaver was like, very nice. Yeah, they've, uh. they've been doing some like basic groundwork stuff, but they haven't actually really begun like the, so. Just as just as some context before we move on. Um, so just saying that it does come out in 2026. Well, we'll just assume they actually secretly have been working on this the whole time. They're going to nail it down and it's going to be done in three more years or they super rush it to market. Whatever the case, it comes out in 2026. Just as a gauge when we were talking about like time, um, that's actually only four years longer than the entire length of the series in it's in perpetuity prior to that just in in gauges from elder scrolls one to skyrim is 17 years it's 13 wow. years from skyrim to elder scrolls 6 if it comes out in 2026 just yeah. as a gauge for all oh, of this that's crazy that's that's interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's that's, that's part insane. of it is that they've made these they've made these other very big games and it hasn't taken them six years to do previous ones like right, right. but if if you have a big enough team and you have the technology in place and it really just c takes creating a bunch of assets and knocking everything out mm -hmm. Then maybe they could do it shorter. Hopefully. Now, I don't again, I don't think it's likely. I'm just saying it seems like it could be possible in like the most perfect scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think we'll get Elder Scrolls six for another five or six years. Honestly, I, like I just want to put a spotlight on uh, people that haven't spoken yet. I want to hear from them because we've had like Spartan hasn't said anything. I'm pretty sure. Spartan, Spartan what do you think? You got any thoughts on this? On test test six, I do think twenty twenty six feels a little soon. That yeah. that just feels unlikely. I I think there's been a lot of good ideas. I really liked um, what Jumaroff was saying with the the magic. That's actually one of my favorite parts of Wolong Fallen Dynasty. What they do with the elements and there's actually boss fights in that game that can be completely trivialized by using the element that the boss. Uh, is like if you use the element that the against. boss is using the weakness of, yeah. yeah. So like if you're fighting the like a fire boss and they buff with fire and you use ice, it actually will take away their fire, and nice. it does basically Sick. that that type of thing. And I think putting that in a game like Elder Scrolls, which is so much more expanded than something like like Wolong, which is a little bit more like trying to be historical and stuff like that. Like Elder Scrolls is much more high fantasy has much more stuff that they could play around with. I think that would be really cool. And then I was um, with the settlements, the thing that I was thinking, I think there's a lot of fun stuff. Like I think of like in Fallout 4, like the random events that come with settlements that are like threats and how they're pretty basic. Like it's pretty much just like, what type of enemy do you want to fight? Like, oh, it's super mutants attacking this settlement. Oh, it's ghouls. But like that polished and put in the Elder Scrolls universe, like I think of like, you're in Morrowind or like the deserts of like Hammerfell, like you could do really cool things with like what challenges you have to stop to protect your settlements. That's not just, Oh, like this different. Cause like in fall, like I said, in fall four, it's pretty, pretty basic. It's just what type of enemy are you going to defend your settlement from? But right. I think they could right. do a lot more with that, which would be really cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody else want to chime in that hasn't had a chance to really talk too much? Um, uh shoot what were we just talking about city size <laughs> there's city size we've, we were jumping topics a lot but the last one was yeah. city size yeah 
Um, I think that uh, The Witcher 3 set the precedent for me with City Size. I think that that's probably what I would want out of an Elder Scrolls game. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, specifically Novigrad being a yeah. fairly large feeling city, but not too big. Yeah, and it was easy to find everything, yeah. you know. Um, and then with the uh, settlement system, I don't know how many people here played Kingdom Come Deliverance, but uh, with Kribislavitz, I think that was the name, um, how it was kind of like a late game thing. And you could like, like, I think it would be a cool thing. Like say you save the emperor and he gives you a plot of land that you can build up and create a whole settlement out of that. I think that would be my preferred if they add settlements to uh, Outer Scrolls Six, nice. Okay, yeah, I think that. I was definitely tracks. thinking of The Witcher Three as a good comparison of at least that's a, that should be minimally what it should be, and hopefully we get something better. But at the very least, something more lived in like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool city, and it doesn't feel too big. It takes you some time to get through it. There's enough diversity of buildings and locations, but ultimately, it just feels like another set piece among many other places you can go. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that idea. All right. Well, let's, uh, here I've got, I've got one more, this is kind of a small one. And then I've got what's probably going to be a big conversation and then we'll open up to the rest of you guys. So we're going to do a small one. We'll do the mid break and then we'll do one more and then open it up. So this other one is destructible environments. Now that could mean many different things. I don't think we're going to see like you cast fireballs on the side of the castle and it blows the castle up because that's a little bit too, uh, destructive to the people in the castle and who the NPCs are and where they're going to be in the quest Too line. And all now that. I want it. Right. Like <laughs> also really strong fireballs. Uh, right. Well, you, know, you, you, do that. you know, or like, yeah, or you, you just, you know, drop a meteor from the sky and it breaks walls and things. But what about smaller things like the cart on the back of the horse and you hit it with something and the, it breaks and falls apart, right? Like we've already seen some destructibility in games. In fact, you can mod destructibility into Skyrim and have like, like in VR, you could throw somebody against the table and it breaks the table, right? Like these smaller objects. What do you guys think it about kind of tie back to the expanded ma magic that we were talking about too? Yeah, because now you've got the physical properties doing. of the objects and they love having objects in the world that you can interact with and all the different things. But what if you come across maybe not the sides of the wall of the big stone tower, but maybe like the little witch's hut. And if you hit the wall, it breaks the wall. And like now you've got a big opening in it and she's mad at you or something. What you got against the witch, man? What is the <laughs> what is the line, I guess, is the issue of that? What's the difference between a tree on fire, a few trees and a forest fire? Yeah, well, at some point you have to figure and out master spell. Well, <laughs> what a lot of games do that, like like the Far Cry games have been modeling fire that spreads for a long time. And what they tend to do is they will limit the spread and eventually the fire goes out on its own before it hits a size that's so large that it tanks the game and ruins your frame rate. Right. So there are limitations around that. So like how many destructible objects can you have on screen at the same time? Like all of that kind of thing. And there would be like smaller trees that can be destroyed and larger trees that just are so thick and old and like they're just they're impervious to that right so maybe stone buildings don't break but wooden things mm -hmm. can or maybe certain yeah. types of uh even just objects in the world but like what if what if your sword doesn't necessarily wear down but there's a chance it could snap in the middle of battle or somebody else's snored snored sword snored. could snap you know like you're you're fighting with somebody and maybe there's a more advanced combat thing and they block and then all of a sudden the snored the sword breaks and 
And what do you think about our shields so, getting beaten down and having like parts of them broken off? So, okay. On that, I just want to quickly say like, so is this stuff going to be repairable? Like at maybe, some point, maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe if the buildings in your, in your outpost or your shelter, get broken well, by invaders like you can like build if it. your sword snaps right. in combat right. is it like effed because maybe you can repair it maybe you, maybe if you have the smithing skills you go back stools. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah the reason the i ask is as interesting as i am in the new uh legend of zelda games they are literally unplayable to me because of the weapon breaking system you just hate that part huh so, so i would i this would be something that would probably make me skip the game entirely like it would be that but annoying. You me. love the old I hate Elder that Scrolls system games. so much. <laughs> all, <laughs> okay, all of the old Elder Scrolls games have that except Skyrim. Uh, yes, I was going to say, and they're, they're a bit torturous, but you can also repair them. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, wait, obviously, you, you can repair, repair them. them. I would imagine that no, you, they're just broken. No, no, Zelda's just broken. Yeah, I, I would wow. imagine that you can repair it. You're fighting your sword breaks, so you yeah, pull out your yeah. dagger, you kill the guy, you take the broken sword back to the forge, and then you you fix it, or you pay somebody else to fix it if you don't. Yeah, have and the I get the Oblivion's yeah. repair hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so that's why it's like if it, if it's repairable or whatever. But it's like if I have some sword that I super love or some or some piece of armor and it just breaks and you're like ah too bad man it's done forever. It's like nope nope I don't think I can do. But if it's like <laughs> oh it breaks in combat and then you have to make do until you get back. Yeah. Or you know if you have repair kits or whatever, then right. that's fine. Or okay, what if I a really what if a really specific critical hit hits your pauldron and it breaks the pauldron and it falls off your body. Right. And you actually see it modeled on the character or you yeah, do the same okay. thing to an enemy. I'm on board. I'm on board. Like that could be really I, cool. I, I can live with that. I mean, I find weapon degradation and stuff realistic, but I don't always like my games to be super realistic. I find it a bit tedious with sure. stuff like as that. long as the solution is reasonable mm -hmm. and simple. Yeah. I, yes, but perfectly put, Rob. As long as the solution is reasonable, okay, that's fine. I, I can live with that. Yeah. Ombre? I I have a very long thing to say about this, so I was letting everyone else go before I talk. Um, so this actually goes back to the magic. I was debating on whether to talk about this now or during this, and I was like, I should probably mention it now. It'd make more go sense. You'll see why. Yeah. So I think it would also be interesting if we do have things like uh, breakable weapons and stuff. Maybe you also have enchantments to allow you to like enchant them with magics to make them unbreakable or resilient to magic being applied to them. And this is why I'm mentioning the applying of uh, resistances and stuff. Right. Or, or to build on top of that, craft it and you craft it yeah. with better materials. So now yeah. it's less likely to break. Yeah, and the other thing is reactive um, elements. So let's say, like, if they were to add, like, water magic and you would, like, you know, splash some water on the ground and then you put frost and if someone's charging at you, now they slip and fall on the ground. Yeah. Or, you know, like, if they they have a wooden shield, you burn it because, you know, it's a wooden shield. What are they going to do? And now they have to, like, toss it away because their shield's on fire and it's doing damage to them. Right. Or yeah. somebody does that to you and then you rush yeah. them with your fire shield and bash them in the face with the fire yeah, exactly. shield and then you drop it. Yeah. 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 Or, or bashing them with it puts it out because you know you can smack them in the face with it. Sure, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it's too. just like a lot of like possible like reacting of elements within the magic system that I think they could really do that would really sell, it, especially like in how like D and D. There's always just like really cool reactions, like oh you know like the rogue tosses out basically a chemical, then the mage puts a fireball and it causes a huge explosion, and like everyone loves that stuff like in D and D because it's like you, you, that's how you cheese a fight, but in older scrolls it'd be like oh like you put down like you know like let's just say like someone's like charging with a sword 
you put apply fire magic to it for like a minute and then you apply frost magic and it causes it to be really brittle and then it just snaps Mm -hmm. so you can almost cause the effect to happen yeah 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 you free somebody's sword and then it's more likely to break yeah that sounds really cool um, that you have uh, mentioned there it um in earlier D D editions they mm-hmm. had rules for weapon durability and uh, if your weapon was made of normal steel it was a pretty simple weapon it was probably going to break if anyone tried to break it uh mm-hmm. you know if it tried well enough at least but the more magical the weapon was if you had it enchanted the harder it was to break it just inherently does it not if you made it magically more durable but if you just made it magically more powerful that magic also inherently made it harder to break that totally makes sense yeah that also be a way of doing it if you just don't want to like add in like uh you know like someone said chat unbreaking four Yeah, that totally makes sense. All right. Well, tell you what, we got to take a quick break. We're going to go thank our sponsor, our sponsors. Our sponsors today are our patrons. We're going to thank our patrons. Words are hard. Uh, We'll be back in a minute. We'll be discussing some more stuff. So don't go anywhere. Here we go. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All right, it's the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons, including our newest patrons, Iceman Liddell1776 and Tom G. Welcome to the Patreon. I am so glad that you are here, and thank you for your support. I hope you are enjoying all the stuff you're getting. And we got to shout out our Daedric Princes, Jacob K., Kiracy, and Noodle Al Dente. Thank you for your support. And all 131 of our patrons. Holy moly. Thank you for being here. Um, 
I feel like I'll be the only person on the cast to maybe know this, but if that's actually Chuck Liddell, the former UFC champion, that's uh, <laughs> our, maybe? our Patreon subscriber. Wow, he has some varied interests. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Liddell. Um, <laughs> also, we have a new review. This one comes from JDHS. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. JDHDSBD in the United States. Very simple and to the point. This is great. I listened to this while at work and it absolutely helps get the time. I'm not sure if there's a verb missing there or whatever, but you're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Assuming his name is an acronym. What do you think it stands for? It's just did hot dance sexy ballroom disco wow you nailed it that's gotta be what it is uh thank you the show before you said all of those words next to each other (laughs) that sentence has never been created before it is a new (laughs) sentence uh thank you for your support and thank you for leaving a five-star review on apple Podcasts. if you do so in the future we'll read it out on a future episode and come up with what your acronym means uh thanks for the support everybody you guys know how all this stuff works let's get back to the chat because we have so many other things to talk about here we go you're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, so I'm going to pitch another idea, and this can be very controversial, but I want you to only discuss the least controversial version of this idea so that we don't get mired in the, the ethics of it. So what if we had a ethical integration of AI for NPCs. And by ethical, I mean that you still have the voice actors doing all the voices. The voice actors read lots of different words. They then use all like they pay them. Miku. They pay them a lot of money to do all the all the words that you would ever need. And then the AI is able to reconstruct those words into whatever pattern it needs to in order to make the NPCs work. Right. But you're still paying the voice actors for their work. You're not actually cutting out the voice actors in this case. So how what's the question i have a question yeah so like the actors are um like they're reading off just words right and then the ai is putting them together i can imagine i can imagine this could happen in many different ways you could have them read a variety of sentences and then you could use the sentences and the AI can then predict how they what their intonation and the tone of the voice would be for other sentences using other words you can have them go through a set of words so that it's actually more accurate to the way they would specifically say those words and then the ai can adjust it for mood um i think there's a lot of different ways you could do this T-Rex, how familiar are you with Hatsunu Miku? I'm not at all, but my question was going to be like, <laughs> so <laughs> how is that not like... If you're being paid for the use of your voice and the continued use of your voice in the future, even if you don't have to take the time to record more lines, but you still, let's say, let's say somebody pays you to do your character, T-Rex. You do your character. And then they decide, you know what, we're going to use your character in a DLC and they're going to show up and they're going to have different lines that we absolutely want them to say. But we're going to generate those by AI, by AI. But we'll still pay you exactly as much as you would have charged in order to read those lines yourself. I was just like, I'm trying, I having a hard time like wording it in my head. <laughs> so like, I'm just like, how is it not going to sound silly? Like when the person or the character is actually like speaking Mm -hmm. like how is it 
going to not sound like you know those ai things it sounds like a robot it, you're gonna be like yeah it clearly sounds fake how, sound, right how are they gonna okay. make it not sound all right like that? so let's we're, we're progress we're playing we're playing There's this is imagine we're imagining this yeah yeah we're we're imagining the future right this is still six years okay. away or whatever it's imagine true. imagine a future where the lines where it that the sound like that where it doesn't sound like that but also the lines okay. that the voice actor actually read so maybe the voice actor reads all the actual lines for like the main quest line that their character shows up in right so all okay. of those are 100% voice acted with the same inflections in everything right but then after that quest is done that character hangs out in your settlement and you may want to say hey jimmy jimmy joe bob you think you can help <laughs> cut some trees on the edge of the settlement and the character needs to respond and say Sure thing, Chief. You got it, right? But they didn't actually record that line. The AI created that, and then that line is now very close to the voice acted lines. The voice actor so still gets like paid for that. Think of it like Bumblebee from Transformers. Yes. Okay. It's automatically generating the voice based on the context and the situation that's going on so that it can expand the role of the character in the voice acting. But at the same time, okay. the voice actor knows that this is what they're going to be doing with their voice and they agreed to it and they got paid for the use of it in that way also, not just in the original voice lines they did. Does that make okay. sense? Do you see how this is yes. this morally sort of works out as long as everybody's in agreement about it? But it also right. creates gameplay cool. elements that allow you to expand out the game in other directions. That's what I'm going for. And I'm sure we could argue the ethics and the actual functionality of it. That's not my point. My point is. If you could expand the game out with and AI created NPCs that feel like actual people you can talk to, what do you guys think about that? That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on that? Let's say everything's ethical, everything works well. Are you cool with that? Does that sound like a cool thing to integrate? I mean, my my unfun answer still comes back to ethics because no, I don't want to further the use of AI and popularize the use of AI, even if it's ethical in this instance, because popularizing it is going to make it more likely to be used unethically either way. And I'd just rather stay away from it. And that's not the fun answer, but yeah. that's where my feelings are. Okay. Okay. I mean, I my sense of that is that it's inevitable it doesn't mean it's okay sure it just we means can still fight it as long as we can it's gonna happen anyway mm -hmm. um what do you, what do the rest of you think let's say let's say you can have npcs that you just come across in the game and you can you can get them you can talk to them about things maybe maybe there's even a way for you to talk into your microphone to the npc and then they respond in certain ways and then they actually act on it or do things I or like respond that. back I, th I think that's the part of ai that could really work out for maybe who knows how deep it can end up going, but just for generic conversations, maybe you walk into a town and you start mouthing off to NPCs and they respond to you with semi-coherent responses. You know, you walk up to Nazim and you're like, Nazim, get the hell out of here. And Nazim's like, don't say that to me. <laughs> don't and then so, you guys fight. Right, right. Or Nazim's you know, like, like, screw you, buddy. I'll be back here in two minutes with my buddies and we're going to teach you a lesson. And then he actually right. goes and does that. Or, <laughs> right, I think, or you make fun of the the merchant's uh, little, you're like, man, this shop's pretty pretty crappy. You don't have anything good here. And the merchant's like, fine. Yeah, I'm going to just charge you double for everything now. Right? Like they just on the spot decide those kinds of things because they were told. I, I think that's where AI will take its place in, in like responses from NPCs. Cause as it stands now in gaming, NPCs are pretty bland, if not written specifically. And I think that's where we're going to get, um, 
unique interactions from. Yeah. Oh, you could also imagine things like this. You have a companion running around with you, and instead of like clicking on the ground somewhere to say like go over there, you could simply turn over and look at your companion and go, "Hey, you take points. I'm going to yeah. hide behind you and cast spells. You should probably equip your shield." And they go, all right, here we go to pull out their shield. And then they take point for the battle. Right. Right. Lydia, hide behind that tree. Right. When I attack. Shoot him with a bow or whatever. Yeah. All right. Shoot him with the bow. Right. Mm -hmm. I do want like, obviously, Book games inherently do have AI installed in them already. Things as old as Arena still have AI. So I do like the idea of improving AI. I just like the way that it's going in our modern world is very bad unfortunately but i do want improved ai and i do think a criticism that even starfield is currently still getting is that like the dialogue scenes that we've seen um are very oblivion-esque when you're staring into a blank emotionless face and their dialogue like the voice acting is good voice acting but you're staring into an emotionless face still and right like that their face isn't matching what they're saying or the tone of their voice <laughs> and stuff like that is that what you're saying Rob? exactly so i want right. ai to make our npcs more Life -like. normal and reactive and lifelike and yeah. they'll smile when they say something happy or they'll get angry when you hit them or something like that like, but in like a non-robotic way yeah i mean yeah. part of what sells actual human interaction isn't even just the the actual face like here i'm, I'm gonna say the line like oh i'm so happy to meet you right and i and I, my face just like i just made emotions happen on my face but what if i did it this way instead oh i'm so happy to meet you and I move a like a person, right? Like if you, it's, it's the other little things that really sell it. And what we're getting with say Starfield or any of these games is frozen head. Oh, I'm happy to meet you. Right? Like people yeah. don't do that. <laughs> like that's weird. The zoom in. Like I think there's a little more in it in like ESO or a little more to it in ESO, but like even still like some of the, sorry my cat's going crazy <laughs> um even still like some of their actions like don't match up to what they're right. like sometimes you can see their hands moving yep. but like their hands moving are not matching what they're saying or right. like it's because there's canned animations it's like they're choosing yeah. from say like a hundred different canned animations they're like okay let's pick the excited one but it doesn't really match exactly the way it should for the character and you'll notice right. this you'll see the same excited animation on all of them or frustrated or like there's only so many animations they can choose from but an ai could say generate that on the fly for everybody in slight different variations and then now it looks a little bit more natural I think in a perfect world when like with everything ethical and like no issues, I think AI could add a lot to the game. But unfortunately that isn't always the smart. case. <laughs> we have yeah. to be, they have to be smart about it and they have to, you know, you yeah. know, yeah. not mess it up. <laughs> right. I get you. I get you. Any other thoughts on AI stuff before we move to some of your, your ideas? overthrow the machine <laughs> stand against the machine <laughs> all right who has an idea that hasn't come up yet that they'd like to and we, we don't have a whole lot of time but who'd like to throw one out there just for us to consider anybody anybody have any ideas i know I we didn't cover I, all of them i know uh, other people wanted to go so i'll let other people go first yeah, yeah. i'd rather let other people jump in first and i can fill in if need be all right who who's ready anybody 
Oh, dill pickle. I see dill pickles hand. Um, so I, I know like everybody's kind of tired of Skyrim and it being re-released, but I would really, really like to continue on the civil war. I might not be agreed with a lot, but like just I, Dragon Age um, had uh, the keep for Inquisition when it came out. And you could choose like every story, you know, every, everything, like whether you put Logan, whether you killed Logan or made him a Grey Warden, you know, vice versa, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I wish we could do that. Like the Imperials regain control over Skyrim, united it. And then now we're taking the battle to High Rock to fight the Aldmeri Dominion or, you know, some, mm. something like that. I, I like the Aldmeri Dominion has pushed in. And so now like the combined forces of the Nords and maybe some other groups are, are now at war with them. And this is kind of a continuation of that conflict. Nord yeah. Alliance with Hammerfell. That'd be so cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that sounds cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Elves. Yeah. Like if the, if the Stormcloak <laughs> won, they would, you know, send a Raven to Hammerfell and ask for an alliance to just, wipe them out I don't or, know. or maybe I, the other way around maybe they're maybe they're losing their lands to the almeri dominion or just the thalmer specifically and they're like hey listen we need some help from the nords here's what well, let's let's you know let's band together yeah, yeah totally totally that would be cool I, I think it'd be more interesting if the um what's left of the empire fights back to the thalmor personally like because this is this is not an empire versus stormcloak fight this is a thalmor versus everyone else fight yeah, that's that could make sense too. Um, I guess it just depends on if you want more Nords, if you want more Empire. Well, it also leaves it in a way where um, this game isn't going to be taking place in Skyrim. So mm-hmm. if we have, oh, the Stormcloaks are doing it, it's like, well, that that specifically defines what happened at the end of that game, and Bethesda has time and time again kind of wanted to leave character choices to be left to your interpretation. So that's a way where. Okay, the rest of the empire is still fighting to take over the uh, Aldermary Dominion, but we can leave what happened with the Stormcloaks and the Empire kind of vague, so it still fits in with whatever your playthrough wants it to be. Got it. Yeah, I mean that could work too. All right, good one, Dill Pickle. Who else has an idea they'd like to share? <clears throat> yeah, no, I like that idea actually. I, I personally think the Alliance thing is very cool. Like so. Not not a not an unpopular opinion. I don't think that <laughs> actually. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, the idea of banding together for some cause well, it, with it, other it gives a good conflict, conflict, even if it's not the main conflict too, which was kind of Skyrim. It's like it was mm-hmm. almost like a secondary main quest to a lot of people. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, anybody else? Any other thoughts? Uh, I I have a suggestion. Okay, well, well you go, Rob, and then we'll go to Jumarov. Okay, great. Uh, Bring back classes. Okay, so you got the one that I was going to bring up. <laughs> classes. <laughs> well, let's team up together, Lotus. Okay, yeah. so, so I, what do you mean by bring back Do you mean like I, in Oblivion style? Classes. Or do you mean like before I, that? So it's sort of... Uh, <laughs> Sort of literally everyone before Skyrim had a class system. Right. Mm-hmm. Skyrim right. was the first one to ditch it entirely. And it was and just a kind of freeform skill setting that leveled you up. All the others had varying types of classes with different ways of leveling them, um, which also brought in a lot more skills that kind of have been filtered out or condensed going forward. So like I know a lot of people, I'm not actually even personally partial to the class system because I kind of do literally everything. 
but I know a lot of people that helps with their role play idea because they can set themselves in a style of play and stick to that better. Right. Um, I know not, you know, that I literally am God of everything and perfect at all aspects of the game is not something a lot of people really enjoy after a while. Cause you become super overpowered, but like, just cause that's my gameplay style doesn't mean that it's like, I actually think that might be the minority. Like, I think a lot of people like the class idea of like a literal class you play into. Rob, do you want to add on to that? Go ahead. Yeah, my my class idea is it's probably going to piss off Lotus a little bit because I still want classes to be brought back, but I want them to do it in a sacrilegious way. And they break all the Um, weapons. (laughs) Uh, Damn it! Everyone just has broken weapons all the time and they can't be repaired. The class of broken weapons. (laughs) (laughs) No, um... I I play Dungeons and Dragons a lot. I play Pathfinder a lot. Video games, I play Baldur's Gate. I play Solasta. I, I love these games, and they're all based in Dungeons and Dragons, obviously. Um, multi-classing is what gives me joy. It, it, it just, the, the optimization that you can do with combining certain features from one unique class to another unique feature of an, another class, I want subclasses multi-classing you can just you have classes to choose from but you're not married to any of them you 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 pick and choose what aspects of what classes that you want i want classes to still exist and if people want to just be a, a straight the nightblade class or you know whatever classes they're going to have they can do that but leave room to just go mad and just mix and match class features right. so you can you can still be your mess of a skyrim character yeah um but it's all based on a class system that you can kind of either choose to be one class or you can be the this multi-class madness right yeah I I think that's a strength, actually, if the game goes back to that, even though it's not necessarily my focus of gameplay, because I would be kind of just a mess like I always have been as best to my ability, even some games that really try to downplay you being able to do that. But I, I think it's more a benefit to replayability and other players if they're allowed to do that role play aspect to the game. Yeah, totally get it. Uh, it. Not a limiting kind of system, but a, a system that allows you to focus and then expand yeah, out from a there. focusing to the system. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. And right. each class is going to have unique traits to it that are going to have really cool powers uh, or really cool features. Like maybe not not everyone's supernatural. You could have like the thief sub uh, the thief class is just like really good at climbing. And so you could uh, bring back the climbing features from other games and do that. But then mix that into a mage class. And now you're a wizard who can climb on walls and uh, you can mix and match as you want. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool yeah. to yeah. see what monsters you can create with that. <laughs> I, I like that. That sounds cool. All right. We've got Jumer off here and then we got to wrap things up because we're going a little I, long. Oh, oh Falcon, sorry. Falcon one? also wanted to. Falcon, T-Rex. T-Rex, what did you want to say? I just wanted to say, like, I on PC, I play Skyrim sometimes every now and then. And I got those mods where you can, like, it brings back the class system of oblivion Mm -hmm. and then you also there's another one where you can like have uh you can follow like a certain like if you wanted to follow an adra or a daedra or sithis or ifray or whoever so like i would love that like to add on to what rob was saying about classes and stuff i want that but like you can still kind of you like it's still the Skyrim way of learning your skills. Yeah, like Nightblade um, Cultist or something is like. A, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. that would be cool. So that's just my little. Mm-hmm. 
two cents, I guess. That's cool. Now, did Falcon want to say something about this topic, or did you, did you have your own topic that you wanted to bring up? Uh, my own. Okay. So let's jump, jump to Jim Ruff real, real quick, and then we'll get to Falcon, and then we'll wrap things up. So, Jim Ruff. Mine are quick. Go for it. You guys run with these. Aging, weight, and scars, like in Fable. Like Fable That's stuff. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. be cool. I'm down with that. Doesn't... Uh, but we had mentioned the Witcher before. Didn't your like hair grow in the Witcher three? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, yeah, your facial I've only hair too. Played a moderate amount of Witcher yep. three, but I'm pretty sure like yeah, you have to like manage that stuff if you don't want to look like a hobo, or you can look like a hobo. Yeah, or purpose. you could just be a hobo. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I that, think that would be really always, cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, the only thing is, I just I would like them. <laughs> I mean, it, I I would not like it to affect your attributes necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas tried the thing where like you needed to <laughs> yes. like get buff to like run longer and stuff. And right. If you were fat and you just ran, cool. yeah, you couldn't run very long. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. If we could skip that part of it and just have it be cosmetic changes type of thing. Like I want to oh, be a really know. old out of shape guy who's just kicking everyone's butt. Well, it, it. I mean, it would certainly maybe make people think twice before like, oh, I'm in combat and things aren't going well and I'm out of potions, but I do have 247 legs of venison that I could eat. Like maybe <laughs> wheels it should of have cheese. an effect on you. Oh God, I'm now 600 pounds. Right. Like, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool if like your character hasn't slept for 300 hours <laughs> yeah, and so your, under your, your skin <laughs> is like super pale. You got like a really disheveled look. You start hallucinating. Yes. You know what? I'm super. Well, on board with like them. I said, how you summon Bermuda. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that'd be cool. But more so, like cosmetic differences. Like your character just looks like absolute shit. Right. Am I turning into a vampire, or just uh, did I just forget to sleep for the last? Yeah, two weeks? or just I haven't slept in three years in game time. <laughs> that'd be amazing. All right, Falcon. We got to get to yours. Falcon, what were you thinking? All right. So one is very tiny. Trade should not be completed instantly. I should be able to put an item in and select an item I want and then pay the difference, like Fallout and older ones used to do. I don't know why they got rid of that. Okay, so wait, so did you guys get what he was saying? It's a little echoey. What's the... I'm hiding in the word bathroom, so sorry. Okay, yeah, it's a little echoey. It's a little like, hard to tell the words. Try to like muffle your voice with your yeah. hands so that like there's no talk echo. Into, talk into the, into the phone or microphone or whatever. Um, so you were saying something about buying things and then not getting them right away? In Skyrim, trades are completed instantly. Uh-huh. Like in, out in the older ones, you can select multiple items at a time before oh. the trade. I got you. I got you. Like a, a better. Oh, yeah, I know. A, okay. I know a, it's saying. almost like just like an improvement to the UI system to choose yeah, what you're yeah, doing the, and then yeah, move things the, over. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I can follow with that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cause that allowed you to barter in the other games too. Like you would, I have this much worth of crap. Like how much does it cost? And you can try to barter with them with the persuasion thing. So right. there's kind of a reason to have it bulked up. Yeah. That actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And did you have another one, Falcon? Oh, uh, better sneaking. Just so more realistic scary. or like, what do you think? Uh, more realistic, tougher. I mostly outside of Skyrim and New Vegas. I pretty much only play stealth games. Like I love Dishonored and Thief. Mm, okay. Um, so more like so, the way their systems work. Yeah. More like that to make it instead of being like, oh, if you sneak, you are literally God in Skyrim. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. To make sneaking actually, you have to pay attention to 
other stuff outside of am I behind the person? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sneaking was very overpowered very quickly. So, yeah, I I would be fine with the improved sneak system. Like, I don't really sneak, but I kind of know what you're saying just because, like, there's a reason most people choose stealth archer because it's so easy. It's so powered. Yeah, but if you it's, if you built in a system that like played with the sound, like if you're wearing metal armor, it makes a clanking noise and the right, enemies but, can hear you or Right, which you could bypass so quickly was kind of like one of the things like if you put perks into it, okay, well now this armor doesn't have weight, so then it doesn't make sound or you right. just learn muffle immediately and just like, okay, muffle and now nobody can hear me and like I just walk up right behind people and stuff like that. Right. Maybe make it like lighting matters or something like or that. Or if you play, yeah, lighting should matter, sound should matter, but if you also played into what you guys were talking about with a class system, then yes. certain classes would be the only ones that actually get perks to sneaking. Everybody can try to sneak, but sure. the real OP stuff only works if you go like thief or assassin or something. Yeah, I would be like the loudest person on the planet because I would just be like clanking through the hallway, being like, these guilds here. And like, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Right. I'd be on board with this. Right. I, I think that makes sense for, for kind of gatekeeping it a little bit. In a, not in a bad way, but in a like you you have to be a specific class. Moderating it. Moderating. Yeah. Moderating is yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, that's a better way to use. <laughs> Trying to gatekeep me. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, this is some good ideas, Falcon. Um, all right, we got to wrap this up. We, we're going a little bit long, but we got to wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. These are some really cool ideas. I would love to hear what people at home or at work or wherever you're watching or listening to this are thinking. Um, also, a reminder: we're really close to a thousand subscribers on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast YouTube channel, and the, all of these episodes go up on YouTube. It's a wonderful place you can watch them. You can see all of our faces and all of that. So if you'd like to help us out, please subscribe over there. All right, we're going to go back through everybody. If there is something cool that you've got that you want to put out into the universe, then feel free to share it real quick. Otherwise, thank you for being here and being awesome. We're just going to go through the list as I can see you on my screen. So we're starting with Ombre. Ombre! Oh, I'm first. Uh, You're first. Um, oh, God. Um, so I'm Ombre Mortem. Uh, I stream sometimes, pretty much sometimes at this point uh i mostly do like diablo 4 world of warcraft um i need to get back to other scrolls i really need to um but you know that's kind of all i do at the moment so, so at you know. twitch.tv slash ombre mortem yep that's cool. where i'm at <laughs> cool awesome well thanks for joining us jumaroff you're up uh, uh off everywhere anything um i don't take much of it serious right now but if i'm online come hang out say what's up awesome Thanks for joining us. And then yeah, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Rob. Rob the Princess. Yeah, I'm Rob the Princess. I have a Twitter account. I don't really use it much, um, but you can follow me. Sometimes I do say stuff. Um, I am one of the guild officers for the PCNA Lorecasters Guild. I have been taking quite a bit of time off lately, so uh, you probably won't see me on there recently, but. If you guys do want to play, uh, I'll be back on there soon. And uh, if you guys want to join the guild, just shoot me a message or just join the servers. There's a place to uh, join in the Discord server, of course. Otherwise, I think that's really it. Uh, Sky Oblivion Project, we got a release date. I think that one's 2026. Is it 2026? I thought it was earlier than that. Oh, you know what? It might be. I don't. I thought it was like next year or 25 at the latest. I think it. Yeah, I think it might be 24. 
I know what I'm talking about. I sooner promise. rather than later. <laughs> sooner. Be excited for it. it Join Rob awesome. and become less informed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just work here, man. <laughs> June, June 2025. Uh, fan in chat says. So oh, thank perfect. you for that. Thank you. There you go. Um, cool. Well, that's I'd, it. That'd be awesome to play. I'm looking forward to that. Um, very cool. Thanks for joining us, Rob. AK Spartan. You got anything cool going on? Yeah, I don't have anything to promote at the moment. At some point this summer, I will start streaming stuff on Twitch. I still am kind of just enjoying not having anything to do. So I don't, I don't really <laughs> yeah. want to have anything to promote yet. I, I, I haven't uh, I haven't had to put anything back on my plate yet, so I don't really want to. But I have been playing a lot of Diablo 4 and a lot of uh, Necrom and all that stuff. So uh, obviously I'm down to run that with anybody. I'm on the discord. Sure. So I'm sure people can find me there. Hit me up. I can hit people up too. So other than that, not really anywhere, but I'm obviously got the time to play some games. So I'll be doing that and looking for people in the discord. Awesome. Wait, awesome. AK, is that, is that Hank Hill? On your yes. wall. From like a, <laughs> on the wall behind you? It's, it's the game. Dang. That. Dang. That is awesome. He's saying it's dang. It's the damn, it's the damn album, <laughs> but he's saying dang. Oh, that is rad. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. so cool. That's one of my favorite posters, actually. I have to get it touched up a little bit because it's not yeah. in great shape, but it's it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, dang. I like it, man. Cool. All right. Awesome. Fulcrum or T-Rex? Whatever we want to call you, I guess. Uh, you gotta unmute yourself though, because we can't hear you. It's I that's think it's fine. on Zoom. I think it's the Zoom that's muted. There you go. Yes, I forgot <laughs> I did that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I pressed the button, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have nothing. Uh, so I'm that's just cool. in the Discord. I've I've been playing ESO a lot lately. I finished Necrom. That was great. Now I'm just working through the main or the other storylines, I guess, uh, on my Arcanist. So nice, awesome. Yeah, well, thanks. For, I'm glad you made it. On. I'm glad you made it. And and now I am Fulcrum on all the things. Fulcrum. So no longer T Rex, only Fulcrum. Dinosaur yeah. fans. F U L C R U M. Because normally Fulcrum spelled two Ful L's. Fulcrum. Oh yeah. There you go. So Whatever. awesome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> All right. So the word, not the name. That's all. Uh, second to last, but not least, or second to least, Dill Pickle. Nobody ever says that. Dill, thank you for joining us. You got anything you want to share? Um, uh, you you can find me on like Xbox and Steam at the same username. Dill Pickle uh, 004 specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, I play some ESO now and again. I just hit champion 160. Finally, I've been wow. playing it. 14 and just hit 160 um me and my brother play a lot but uh yeah uh, i don't i'm not streaming yet but i plan on starting soon so uh you can find me on twitch at the same same username uh, all right or i think it's 0044 because i lost the other account but, oh no okay <laughs> All right. And well, let us know. Let us know when estate. you. Yeah. Let us know when you decide to stream and the next, you know, maybe next time or time after that or whatever. And we'll we'll remind people. But awesome. Good luck with that. Thanks for being here. And then Falcon, you're wrapping us up. Hi. Um, should be left echoing here. Apologies for that. It's all right. It's um, all right. We're just trying to we're trying to make sure we get what you're saying. That's all. Yeah. No, I, I know. Um, I play single player games. I don't use social media much, so. 
You can add me. I don't do much. <laughs> You're I'm a little the box on. Uh, But in much bigger news, this Saturday, I will officially be a married man. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah, Very uh, nice. Some weird mix of stress and excited. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. about right. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll go fine. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Congratulations. That's huge. Any any uh, hot takes to send us out with? Um, Oblivion is the worst Elder Scrolls game. It's not an action adventure game like Skyrim, and it's not an RPG like Morrowind. It's a crappy middle ground. <laughs> wow! All right, everybody. I don't know what to say? Everybody, oh Falcon with the box on. Unbelievable! Falcon with the box on on Discord for oh anybody who. God. Oh man, chat chat is upset. You should do Falcon. You should do a YouTube channel. Screw the whole streaming thing. Do a YouTube channel where you just give a hot take about something and piss a bunch of people off. So, and then do the opposite hot take the next time you do a video. I was gonna say, I think he had a hot take that was the exact opposite, like three uh, three shows ago, where it was like Skyrim was the worst game. No, it's funny. Elder Scrolls is net worse than Fallout. That's the take you're thinking of. Well. It's it's funny just because that was it. yeah I I guess I would be more shocked but this isn't actually so one of the old co-hosts well it was the original founding host of Tales of Tamriel the other podcast that I host um, he had the same sentiment so I guess that's why I'm not super shocked he hated Oblivion so I'm like oh, no. this sounds like something I heard before oof oof all right man them, them's it. fighting words uh, Lotus <laughs> you have anything you want to share before we head out. Um, no, I was going to say, we'll have a new episode of Tales of Tamriel, um, discussing Necrom and all its fun goodness. Uh, but we also have some spicy conversation coming up due to some, um, interesting takes that have been going on in the community that have been hotly debated on, uh, the current status of ESO and stuff like that. That never uh, happens. No. What? And, um, yeah, so, so we've got a nice diverse cast, uh, coming out to, discuss all of this um like civilized people instead of the way that people like to discuss things on twitter which is just typing in all caps because i guess you're trying to yell or something i'm not really sure why people do that or anything like that so should be an interesting discussion coming up but uh that should be out by the start of the week cool man yeah everybody knows if you type in all caps then everything you say is true after that it's true well plus it's on the internet and it's on the internet so it's 100 yeah. true the more you force your opinion on other people the more likely they are to believe you no middle grounds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, thank you for being here, everybody. This has been awesome. Uh, you can find all my stuff at robotsradio.net. Also, if you're excited about Starfield, that's coming out. Starfield Lorecast has a new episode that went out today. Uh, so you can go look that up on whatever, wherever you're listening to this. We've got all sorts of cool stuff coming for that. And uh, we'll be back next week. So we'll see you pretty soon. Until then, stay safe out there. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. See you later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights. 
9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcast they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.